everyone, and welcome to another episode of Teeth Matter. I'm your host, Ellie Halabian, DDS, and in this week's episode, we're just chatting. It's just me. It's Wednesday, November 15th. It's almost 11 a.m., and you might be thinking, well, Ellie, what are you doing at home on a Wednesday? And how could you not be working on a Wednesday? And that's because I am currently part-time. It's been quite a while that I haven't been posting much about what's going on with me professionally, so I thought this would be a great time to catch up and chat. And I think in the last month, I've had a lot of learnings that I'd like to share with you, and there's a lot that I want to say, so I might go off on a tangent, but I'll do my best to get my points out there. So for those of you who are new to this podcast, I used to work at an FQHC my first year out of dental school, actually my first year out of residency, and it's a federally qualified healthcare center. Basically, it's a public health center, and so you get a high volume of patients, a lot of underserved patients, and the turnover is quite high because patients come in only for pain. They don't come in for consistent dental work, and they don't have the money for dental work. So you're doing a limited number of procedures. You have limitations in the type of dentistry that you do. And not only that, the high volume of patients causes a lot of internal pressures amongst the team. So it really generated a lot of toxicity. And I felt that toxicity in my day-to-day. I was nervous going to work. I didn't want to have to deal with the toxicity between or the internal struggles between the dental assistants and then with the lack of resources and not having stuff back from the lab, all of these little things that built up into a big issues kind of pushed me away from the FQHC. And this mental stress was starting to manifest itself as physical stress. I ended up losing my hair and then I was diagnosed with alopecia and that was like, fuck, Ellie, this is scary. Like your body is telling you in an obvious way that you're not doing well, that you're not healthy. And at the time, the only thing that was causing me this stress was work. So I thought, okay, the only way to better myself physically, mentally, is to get out of this work, to get out of this job. And so what I decided was to leave, but I didn't just get up and pack my bags and say, adios. I told them, I gave them a 30-day notice, and I only gave them a 30-day notice when I knew I had something else lined up. So during my time at the FQHC, I had PTO. And what I did was I took the PTO days, pay time off, which is great, to go and interview at other places. And it was amazing. I was getting paid from my job, from the FQHC, for my day off. I was getting a break from that environment. And then I was going to these other offices and I was doing work interviews. And those are paid work interviews. You should always make sure that when you go on a working interview, it's paid. And I did these paid working interviews. I was getting basically double salary for the day, which is a win. And I was testing out these different environments. And it was like a first date with you and a new employer. And once I found an office, then that's when I decided to put in my notice. And I actually gave them certain terms. I said, I'm going to quit. I'm giving you my 30 days. I want to transition into a part-time role as of right now and see you like goodbye to you on September 25th. And they there was a little bit of back and forth, but they agreed. And so one of my other points is there's always room for a negotiation. Don't be afraid of quitting. Don't be afraid of quitting on terms. You can always negotiate terms and it will work out for you. A job is just a job. 
And once you leave, they won't remember you. You were just a number, okay? You were just an input, a data point, and then you're not. So don't take it anything personally and make sure that when you do quit, you quit on your terms. So September 25th rolls all around. I'm now officially only working part-time in this new practice. And it's an amazing practice. I love where I am. But I thought, okay, I'll take, give myself a month to figure out a second job that would complement my existing schedule. So the first thing I did was I reconnected with an old employer and that brought me back into a different type of office, a different type of dentistry, and it made me think, Ellie, are you ready to do FMR? Are you ready to do smile transformations? And I realized as much as I have interest in it, I'm actually not ready. I'm still doing bread and butter dentistry and I'm still trying to improve on bread and butter dentistry and there's a lot of room for growth just doing that. So is this the type of environment that I need as a prosthodontic office what I'm looking for? No. And that was a harsh truth because I thought the only way to make money is by doing prosto heavy dentistry, but I realized it's not for me or at least it's not right for me right now. And that led me to look for another job. And the way I went about looking for this other job was by going on the NYU job listings board and through the alumni network, found a listing for a part-time position. And this office was great. Great people, people who've been working there for years and years and years. You could tell that there was a great bond between the team, between the dentists and the assistants, between the dentists and the front staff. And it was something that I admired because I haven't really seen that in any of the practices really or as strong as any of the practices till now. And it got me excited because when they offered me the job, I was like, oh, I get to be a part of this and I get to be a part of their circle and I get to be a part of their network. And they were very elevated in terms of the dentistry that they do and also the people that they service. And I wanted to be a part of that crowd. But then again, scheduling wise, it wasn't going to work for me because I already had a part-time job and then the offer that they were giving me didn't complement the schedule that I needed. So they were I went to them looking for a job, but they were offering me a home on different terms and it just wasn't the right fit. So despite being super excited taking the job, I realized, okay, this is not for me. And I told them, listen, unfortunately, what you're offering me right now doesn't service me and it's not something that I need. I'm looking for this right now. And as short-minded or short-sighted that might be, this is what I need. And trust me, it's very difficult to stand up to three professionals who you admire, who have given you their time and respect in the hiring process to tell them what you're offering me just isn't good enough. So that was a big growth moment for me, realizing what I truly needed and also having a conversation, a very uncomfortable conversation with people who I didn't want to burn bridges with. And so I turned on the second job. Now I'm back on the job hunt. What do I do? I go on to Indeed. I start pumping out resume applications. And you know what? Like the more you pump out resumes, great. There's a higher chance that you're going to hear something back. But like the likelihood that you're going to find a job through Indeed is not that great because there's 
you're pumping out resumes like every other person out there. There is no difference between you and the other person. There is no personality involved. You don't really know much about the practice. The only thing you really know is what they say online or what they have on social media. And for most practices, they don't invest in social media, so they have zero personality online. And then it's it's so bland. And to think that you're going to actually connect with someone online through this resume email it really doesn't work and you may get a few callbacks because you pump out so many and hopefully it does work for you but I found the best way to do or to look for a job is to do it in person so what I did was I went to the staple store I literally printed out my resume and I looked on google maps and I looked at as many dental offices around me and I just went into each one I pretended that I had an appointment got myself to that floor approached the front desk and was like hey my name is Ellie Halabian I'm a general dentist and I was wondering if you have any associate positions available and simply just left my resume with the office manager or whoever was available to talk to me and I made sure to get a name of the person so that I could follow up via email at the end of the day. But this method was so successful. Like I stopped by about 10 offices and by the end of the day, before the end of the day actually, I already had three interviews signed up, like three interviews in the calendar ready to go. And that is what you call success. Like three out of 10 might not seem like a large number to you, but that's 30%. That's three more opportunities than I had yesterday. So like get off the couch, get out, put yourself out there because people see personality, people see the physical, people see actions. And if you show up and you show enthusiasm, if you show like motivation, intention, people are going to be like, this person is going to work hard. This person showed up for themselves. So they're definitely going to show up for me. Like you got to just do the work. And you might say to me, Ellie, like, that's your personality. I'm just not like that. Well, frankly, that was never me either. I was too ashamed or too embarrassed to make a fool of myself. It's something that I would never do, but I don't see it that way anymore. I see it as a need. I need to go out there and find a job. I need this. I have nothing to be ashamed of. I have achieved a degree and I'm looking for a job. Do you have something to offer me? If you do, great. Let's make this work. That's how I see it now. It's a simple interaction. It's a simple transaction. There's no emotion behind it anymore. So it takes away that fear of failing. It takes away that fear of making myself look bad or that embarrassment. It's just an action. When people see you show up for yourself and when people see you put yourself, like take the risk, they're going to be like, this person is going to take the risk for me too because this person wants it. This person is hungry for it. So that was one big learning and one really, really nice lesson and really rewarding lesson because it led me to an interview. I did a working interview. I ended up getting an offer and I'm excited to start. So all of these things all of these changes happened. It took a little bit longer than I anticipated. Instead of being with the month of October, it's now entering the month of November. And I'm still like in this part-time limbo until I start the new position. But the new position came and I'm very grateful for it. So to sum up my learnings, we have one, don't be afraid to leave a toxic environment. Two, negotiate your exit terms. Three, 
do a working interview and make sure it's a paid working interview. It's a win-win for both of you. If they don't give you a check by the end of the day, make sure that you give a mailing address to mail it to you. Four, the best way to get a job is to go show up in person. Get those CVs printed, show up, ask to speak to the office manager. If the office manager isn't available, give it to the lead receptionist and then follow up with an email. I assure you people will appreciate you showing up. They'll They'll appreciate your enthusiasm the fact that you're a risk taker, the fact that you're a hustler, and you say more by just showing up. And five, don't be afraid to ask for what you want. If you see that something doesn't serve you, then that's not for you. Something else will come. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope these five takeaways will serve you. Please, if you enjoyed the episode, subscribe to our Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Follow the podcast with our new releases. If you think a friend will appreciate these episodes, share it with them. Definitely rate them. It means a lot to me because it tells me that you are listening and that you are learning with me and that my my insights and my own struggles mean something and not nothing. So until next time, cheers.